2: hello to you all, and welcome back! I took a brief break to move house, but back in the saddle now and itching to tell you about some movies, I can't promise that they'll all be winners. In fact I guarantee that one of them isn't more on those later. Just a heads up, the new Secret History of Hollywood episode is out right now for Patrons who are signed up to the Secret History of Hollywood tier, or higher, on Patreon. If you want to hear the latest in the Carrie series along with hundreds more hours of stories, head on over to patreon.com slash attaboysecret right now and get on it. Hey, what's the most awkward, out-of-context thing you've ever heard a family member say? You know, Aunt Jemima, your pancakes make the whole family happy. Especially the
3: ladies. Well, okay then.
1: Just add milk or water and pop them on the griddle.
3: And your Aunt Jemimas are so tender, so delicious, so easy to digest. Yes, sir. I
2: mean, this stuff
3: writes itself. Mm Mm-mm. Why, their tantalizing fragrance makes your mouth water.
1: So look here, ladies. Ask your Grocer today for the regular-sized box of Aunt Jemima ready mixed pancake flour. Or for economy, get the three-and-a-half-pound family size bag.
3: Maybe you're in the habit of going to the grocery store and just guessing which cheese has the flavor you want. It's literally my
2: favorite game in the
3: world. Well, I can tip you off on how to be sure of getting deliciously mild cheddar cheese flavor every time.
2: Truly the problem that the world has been trying to solve for generations
3: now. Ask for Kraft's cheese food, Velveeta. Oh, a cheddar cheese flavor that's creamy, rich, delightfully mild. Just what you're looking for. So have a loaf or a package of Velveeta on hand all the time to slice or spread for sandwiches and snacks, to melt to a tantalizing cheese sauce for Grand Lenten dishes. Being a Kraft product... Velveeta, of course, always melts and toasts perfectly. If you have a little grocery list pad hanging in the kitchen, you better mark down Velveeta for tomorrow's order right now.
2: Right now. Okay, fine. I'm going. Maybe you have a question. Well, throw it into the question pot. Strangely, there is no next line. Well, maybe I'll read your question. Out on this show, or maybe not. Now, here's someone with a handbell. A detour into the question pot, then, overflowing with queries lately. First up, Doreen asks Which star made you do a complete turnaround? I feel like as I got older, I appreciate stars I never really liked. Good question, Doreen. I was always a little bit indifferent on Doris Day until I saw her in more dramatic things such as Love Me or Leave Me, Storm Warning and now I actively seek her out. I saw far too many cookie cutter westerns with Gary Cooper when I was younger and so I always thought of him as a little bit one note. But then when you look at movies like Mr. Deeds and Sergeant York and Design for Living you can totally see why he's so iconic. Great question, and what about you? Which golden age star did it take you a while to fall for? Let me know, and Doreen, have a Canterbury. Canterbury. On to a question from Gary Bond, who asks, Hi Adam, I've just recently become a father for the first time, having no real-life experience at fatherhood. Who are the best and worst examples of movie fathers, in your opinion? Thanks, Gary and little William Bond. Hello to you both. And I hope that little William is growing up nicely. Everyone flocks to Atticus Finch when they think about movie dads, and rightly so. I also really like Walter Houston as George M. Cohan's dad in Yankee Doodle Dandy. Also, it takes a while for him to show his parental side, but when Edward Arnold in You Can't Take It With You finally melts and joins in the fun, it's a superb dad moment. Bad dad? How about Robert Mitchum? In Night of the Hunter, the worst stepdad of all time. Another good dad is Maurice Chevalier in Love in the Afternoon. He gives good dad. Thank you for the question, Gary and William, and have a Canterbury each.
4: Canterbury. Who can
5: take a rainbow, wrap it in a sign, soak it in the sun and make the strawberry lemon pie. Canterbury. 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 Can- Cause he mixes it with lava, makes the world
2: taste good. There'll be no new year for you.
5: Canterbury!
2: And to Emma Nicholson, just firing you over at Canterbury because you asked so nicely. One day, when you've caught up on the episodes, you will hear this. Canterbury. And remember, folks, if you have a question, simply go to attaboyclarence.com. Scroll down the home page and drop the thing into the question pot. I thank you. So throw your flipping questions into the shiny question pot. You might hear your question next time. So until then, get your thinky cap on for the question pot. Okay, that's the end. Movies then, three of the blighters today. And first up, the first in a series of a character who had a very successful run in all types of media. In 1936, playwright Clifford Goldsmith wrote What a Life, a tale about the various goings-on in a high school, and the lead character's name was a student named Henry Aldrich. In 1938, the play hit Broadway and was a smash hit, so it made the move to radio and repeated the success. In 1939, What a Life was adapted for the screen and 10 more adventures in the company of henry aldrich followed the series like many others did decline in quality throughout the years but i want to tell you about the first entry today because it's got a really interesting heritage this was written for the screen by charles brackett and the one and only billy wilder This is the writing team who gave us Sunset Boulevard and Midnight and Ninochka and Ball of Fire and many more, so you instantly feel the quality. Plus, this is one of my favorite types of golden age movie, a film series about small-town America in the heyday of community spirit. That's why I love things like The Great Gildersleeve and Andy Hardy and Dr. Kildare. The plot is very simple indeed. Henry Aldrich is a high school student who's being bullied by the popular kid, George, and who's constantly blamed for the hijinks and pranks being pulled off by his fellow students. How much is a cherry pie?
1: Nine cents. Do you realize you're holding up 3,000 students?
2: Well, give me the cherry pie.
1: Hey,
5: listen, George. Who are you going to take to the dance? What's the rush? Well, the girls are wondering. I haven't made up my mind yet. No, we haven't made up our mind yet. Cherry pie. Cherry pie. All out. That's the last. Well, is that so? Hey, that's my pie. Not now, it isn't. Move on. Hey, Bigelow, give me back my pie. You want to make something out of it? Yeah, how's about it, Alridge? Henry Aldrich you know the rules of this cafeteria well he started it mr patterson then why didn't you wait and report it in the main office report my pie to the main office he took the pie off of george's tray i i saw him
2: put it back all he wants to do is keep his head down get good grades and go to the dance with his gal pal barbara who's equally as unpopular at school because she wears braces however when barbara has a makeover She's suddenly in hot demand, even from George the Bully, who used to taunt her about her teeth, but who now wants to take her to the dance.
5: Hey, wait a minute, glamour girl. Hey, what happened to you? Let go, George. Hey, any girl that looks like you deserves something better than that meatball Henry Aldrich. Hey, how'd you like a fellow with a genuine custom-made tuxedo? I've got to get my books from the chem lab. Come on, kid, concentrate. I'm asking you to go to the dance. On the level. Well, there's a dozen girls just dying to go with
1: Well, I'm not.
5: I'll be at your house at a quarter to nine.
1: I haven't said I'd go with you.
5: I suppose you're going to wait for that Henry Aldridge. Well, what do you want me to do? Humble myself before a woman?
2: This stars Jackie Cooper, who many of you will know best as Perry White, the editor of the Daily Planet in the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Obviously, he was a bit older by then. Betty Field plays Barbara, and you also have the likes of John Howard and Hedda Hopper, as well as Lionel Stander and radio's Janet Waldo. Kathleen Lockhart, who was the actor wife of Jean Lockhart is here too, it's a great cast. It's a slice of life school comedy drama with stakes no higher than a failed date or a bad report card. You have all kinds of characters, the school bully who's picking on the hero of the piece, You have the dowdy girl with braces who's in love with the hero and her ugly duckling story as she begins to blossom. You have the acid-tongued spinster maths teacher who's making life hell for Henry and the grouchy, misanthropic grump of a teacher who keeps giving our hero demerits. There's a sweet little side plot involving the swoonsome principal played by the Philadelphia story's John Howard who's got a crush on his secretary, will they or won't they? It's pleasant stuff, and it has a nice line in Zingers, courtesy of Wilder and Brackett. This isn't Sunset Boulevard by any stretch of the imagination, but it's sweet and charming, and it's nice to spend some time with a hero who's a bit different from the likes of Andy Hardy. Henry Aldrich isn't the clean-cut all-American kid who's usually at the heart of these things. He's not as smart or as popular or as witty as Andy Hardy. He wants good things for himself and his friends but he isn't the sharpest tool in the shed and try as he might he can't get his grades up there with the best of them he's one of life's triers but he's honest he's loyal and he's full of hope and jackie cooper really nails the whole physicality of the character and i mean that in the nicest way he doesn't mug for the camera or play the fool on purpose he just genuinely looks like a nice kid who can't articulate his feelings It's pure escapism, a throwback to youth, and the light cares that we once thought were earth-shattering. It's a land where a faulty drinking fountain can mess up your whole day, and when you'll go to extraordinary lengths to conceal your report card. If you're an existentialist and you need your screen stories to reach into the roots of your psyche, then this is basically bubble bath. But if you're a little wearied by the crushing despairs of modern living and you yearn for a time when your biggest challenge was how to pluck up the courage to ask a girl to a dance, then switch off the world outside and settle on in to What A Life from
4: 1939.
2: Hey, did you know you can solve any problem with wrestling, blackmail, wrestling, love affairs, Wrestling. Climate change? Wrestling. Yes, wrestling is the answer to every problem you can think of. In 1949's Body Hold! Wrestling! Got
6: a little chore for you. Trouble? Yeah, Simmons is out of line. He's hot at the box office and knows it. So now he wants a big raise and a piece of the take. That again. Why do these champions get hard to handle? They get good dough, they get applause, even get fan letters from dames. I don't understand it. Are you gonna give him what he wants? Well, as long as he's the champion, he's got me over a barrel. But he's losing his title next Friday night. And I'm tossing you in the ring with him. Is he quitting for good? Yeah. Okay, Charlie. You know something? It'll be nice being champ again even if only for a
0: little while. Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. I'm going to wrestling, going to wrestling.
2: Tommy Jones is a great big man working as a plumber. One day he's plumbing away at a wrestling gym owned by a wrestling boss when he accidentally gets into a fight with a wrestler. What are you
6: trying to prove? The boss told you to stop pounding. You didn't stop, now. I'm gonna wrap you up and throw you out. ah.
2: He absolutely leathers the wrestler, which makes the wrestling boss take notice. What if he changes Tommy from a plumber into a wrestler? Then he'll have a great big man wrestler who can go off and wrestle to his heart's content and win money. But Tommy's not into wrestling. He is so into plumbing. I've got a business
6: proposition for you, if you're interested. Well, it'll cost you money. We work by the hour. How would you like to work for me exclusively? You got that much plumbing to do? Oh, you're quite a joker, aren't you, friend? You do all right in the wrestling ring. Me? Oh, don't kid me, mister. I'm not kidding. You can make a lot more dough doing that than you can hammering pipes. I'll start you off at 200 a week.
7: 200 a week?
6: Get him!
5: Ain't he a cot
6: and he called you a joker well now don't let the big money startle you boys who started we ain't even impressed i suppose 200 a week isn't big dough to you have you paid a plumbing bill lately 250 bucks tommy made himself last week with overtime and i made 119 helping him. and you're asking us if two c's is big dough
0: wise not, pal said i could come over early and stay real late but i told her honey if we have a date we're going to wrestling going to wrestling R-A-S-S-L-I And that's wrestling Wrestling
2: But as it turns out, Tommy's not just into plumbing He's also into girls So the wrestling boss asks the beautiful Flo To use her fluttering eyelashes To convince Tommy to become a wrestler Wrestling Wrestling wrestling. I've got a bundle of dough that's just taken to be spent Let's do the town
6: again I'll take you any place you say Just name it
2: can I depend
5: on that?
0: Yeah. Where do you want to go? Take me to the wrestling match. Go and wrestling. that's wrestling.
2: So Tommy finally makes the wrestling boss's dream come true and turns into a great big wrestling man. And then he wrestles big man in the wrestling ring until he realizes that his heart has always belonged in plumbing. So he gives up wrestling and changes back into a plumber. He falls in love with a different girl at one point, too.
0: St. Peter told me as he let me in. From now on, every Monday and Friday, Glenn, we're going to wrestling. Going to wrestling.
2: Yes, it really is as daft as it sounds. Talk about stretching a thin concept. It takes half the movie's runtime for Tommy to be convinced to give up the glamorous world of plumbing and start shoving at men in his pants. It's only 63 minutes, and that half-hour setup is the longest story I've ever experienced. You'd think it was a good film if you saw the poster, too. There's two men grappling with each other, thinking about how they could wrestle their way to world peace, I expect. Hilary Brooke is on the other side of the poster, looking sultry. Body hold, it says in nice B-movie lettering. (laughs) Hilary Brooke and Alan Jenkins, you would put that movie into my veins now, please. And then it starts, and that excited feeling starts ebbing away with each passing minute. Firstly, it's a very drab, drab film. It's all pretty much set in one office or in the wrestling ring, and I don't mind that so much, but the wrestling matches are on such a small scale. They talk about this fight being for the championship belt, and there are about seven people watching it, and they all look bored. The wrestling, too, has such low-caliber, divorced dad energy to it. They don't run at each other. They sort of sigh their way towards each other. (laughs) I really feel as though we're meant to be thrilled at them, performing body slams and clotheslines and things. But quite honestly, if you squint... It just looks like Grandad in his pants, putting the bins out. It's that kind of indifferent lack of interest. And wrestling. Wrestling! It really is seen as the answer to everything in body hold. When, When some guy gets hospitalized, the only way to get him back on his feet is for someone to wrestle someone else. The only way to expose the criminals is to wrestle people. If you want a girl to love you, you have to do some wrestling. 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 (laughs) Honestly, I am wrestled out by this film. Longest 63 minutes of my life. Don't get me wrong, I like a B-movie, and this certainly has a gloriously low-rent appeal to it, but yes, don't go in expecting an early Rocky prototype. It's more atomic flop than atomic drop. That's body hold from 1949 wrestling yeah
0: by the way saint pete are you sure these wings will fit in a ringside seat is fritz coming up here anytime soon
2: on to something absolutely fantastic though cards on the table this one has rocketed straight to a special place in my heart you know how people dismiss older comedy movies because the sense of humor between generations doesn't always translate I hear that a lot, and to a certain point I kind of agree with it. Humour hits differently, depending on the type of society you're in, and the world was just a very different place back in the golden age. One of the movies that makes me roll with laughter to this day is It's Love I'm After from 1937, for instance, and that tends to be the film I recommend as a comedy that works even now. Well, it finally has a bedfellow. In 1934's Sing and like it. Here's a clip.
5: Listen, Fanny, you're away most of the day and night working, and what do I do?
3: I often wonder.
5: Well, I'll tell you. I sits and I sits and I sits till I'm pleaded. Look, Fanny, I gotta get back on the stage. Why, with legs like mine, I couldn't help being a great actress. Give me a chance. Back a show and put me in it.
0: Listen, in the first place, I got a business of me own to take care of. And in the second place,
7: the theater ain't no place for a lady. The answer is no. oh no.
5: I suppose Sarah Bernhardt wasn't a lady.
8: You've been mixing up with them show people again?
3: Uh, she's dead, you lug. See? What have I been telling you? It's the pace that kills.
0: Oh, you're selfish. You want to keep all my beauty and talent to yourself. I belong to the world. You probably did before I took up with you.
2: Fanny Sylvester, played by Nat Pendleton, is a slow-witted gangster whose mob is terrorizing the city with a crime wave of robberies. But at home, he's being constantly harangued by his girlfriend, Ruby, who's dying to be a showgirl. To get away, Fanny and the mob go to crack a safe. But while they're doing so, he overhears, through the open window, a song. When trouble, pain and sorrow
7: Ain't
5: that beautiful? It's cure it all. Who taught you well, nuts. Shh.
1: While sounds
0: like an angel. Somebody must be plucking the feathers out of her wings.
2: Yes, Fanny is the voice of an angel, whereas everyone else has to. Clamp down on something hard just to be in the same room as Miss Annie Snodgrass, played by Zazu Pitts, who loves to sing but hasn't yet quite managed to. That's no problem for Fenny, though. He believes that he's just discovered the next great singing sensation, and all he needs is the right man to help him shape his star. Enter theatrical impresario Adam Frink, played by the one and only Edward Everett Horton. Who
4: always
1: took your part Right from the very start. Did you ever
2: hear such a voice?
1: You in her heart?
3: Not emanating your from a human throat, no.
1: Who calmed your baby
3: That dear, song's gonna have all Broadway on its feet
6: Running for the nearest exit.
1: Away well, if you want
6: me, I'll be outside. Mother. With me. When
1: trouble pain, and sorrow came to call long for someone's kiss to cure it all Who taught you wrong from right While holding you so tight Who misses you tonight Your mother
5: No, no, no Were you gentlemen looking for someone? Not you, dearie Get the canary down here You mean Miss Snodgrass? Oh, I knew it would be Snodgrass.
7: Boy, don't that song get you. And what do you
5: take of that verse? I think it's the most excruciatingly strident thing I have ever heard. Yeah,
7: it is beautiful, ain't it?
2: Now, I cannot quite adequately explain how hard I laughed at this film. I got pains in my stomach from laughing too much. I almost headbutted my desk from folding over. Whatever my personal comedy formula blueprint happens to be, this ticks every box. I realize that by hyping it up this much, I doom it to failure, but I can't help it. This thing is a total riot and I just adored it. Nat Pendleton, finally in a leading role and knocking it out of the park. Zazu Pitts as this Florence Foster Jenkins type with the excruciating mother song. Edward Everett Horton as a theatrical maestro who's outraged at having to put this foghorn of a singer in his new production. And then down the list, you have Pert Kelton as Ruby trading quips with her lunkhead lover and covering his apartment in chewing gum. It's absolutely hilarious. Ned Sparks is the ultimate version of that deadpan character he always plays. I have never seen his one-liners land quite so exclusively as they do here.
7: She's a sensation, and she touch? just
0: like being hit in the wishbone with a folding bed.
2: There is just something so inherently hilarious about a singer who can't sing, and one man's mission to push that voice in front of the world. It keeps on spinning faster and faster until you get this beautiful climax in a concert hall where all the pieces fall into place. I won't spoil it for you. It's just fantastic. It reminded me a lot of Lady for a Day from Frank Capra, that sort of Damon Runyon-esque cast of characters but played heavily for laughs. Zazu Pitts especially sends herself up mercilessly, not just vocally but also physically. She plays Annie Snodgrass like a frightened sparrow. She's just brilliant. And to think, Nat Pendleton and Edward Everett Horton as a comedy double act on paper. It should never have worked putting a hyper-intelligent, affected theater darling in the company of a bullying gangster with a heart of gold and zero idea about the English language. It's a genius idea. I can't recommend it enough. It was a total surprise when I saw it. I love the fact that even after all this time, there are still these diamonds to discover from this period that sing and like it from 1934. It's a masterpiece. And all three of the films I've told you about today, Sing and Like It, Body Hold, and What a Life, are now available for you to watch in my classic movie library. If you haven't signed up yet, then go on over to patreon.com slash attaboysecret. Sign up and get watching. For your radio entertainment this time around, something rather special. We're sticking with Nat Pendleton in a comedy role, this time... He's starring in the Old Gold Comedy Hours version of The Milky Way, which in 1936 starred Harold Lloyd as a timid milkman who ends up becoming a boxer and facing off against the champ. Nat plays the champ, and the timid milkman this time is played by Robert Walker, Bruno Antony himself, from Strangers on a Train, here in his more youthful phase. Alongside them, Eve Arden and James Gleason. So a gallery of comedy talent all together. And who's producing this thing? Well, that would be Mr. Harold Lloyd himself. Seconds out then folks, here comes Nat Pendleton, Eve Arden, Robert Walker, James Gleason and Harold Lloyd in the Milky Way.) <laughs>
9: California, the makers of old gold cigarettes present the Comedy Theater. The only radio program that brings you every week the greatest stars and the greatest comedies. Tonight's play, The Milky Way, starring Robert Walker, Jimmy Gleason, Eve Arden, and Matt
4: Pendleton.
9: And here is the director of the Old Gold Comedy Theater, Mr. Harold Lloyd.
10: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight's Old Gold Comedy Theater presentation is The Milky Way. That uh, naturally made us think of a lot of stars. So in selecting our cast for this evening, we picked not one star, but four. And uh, then our thoughts turn to prize fighters, because the Milky Way is the story of two middleweight champions, one authentic and the other reluctant. And now, as the glaring lights beat mercilessly down upon the ring, we have in this corner, Bob Walker. Uh, you know, Bob, I'm looking forward to seeing you in the metro golden Mayor picture, The Clock, in which you co-star with Judy Garland. Uh, tonight, Bob, you
11: play the part of uh, Burley Sullivan. I'm just a milkman who loves animals. I'm very happy at my work because I can talk to my horse. And uh, in this corner, we have Jimmy Gleason. I'm Gabby Sloan.
8: I manage Speed McFarlane. <laughs> I used to train horses. I was happier then because you can talk to a horse. <laughs> and in this corner, we have Eve Arden.
12: I'm Ann Wesley. I know my way around. Every chorus girl does. Right now, I'm Gabby Sloan's girl, but I'm thinking of making a change because he's so busy with his prize fighter, I don't even get time to talk to a horse.
7: <laughs> and last, but certainly not least, we have Nat Pendleton. I'm Speed McFarlane, middleweight champion of the world. My favorite gag is to clip a guy in a button and say, pardon my glove.
4: Laughter Welcome to
10: Comedy Theater. Robert Walker, Jimmy Gleason, Eve Arden, and Nat Pendleton. Now, before the fight, (laughs) I mean, before the play, here are your instructions. Don't steal any lines, don't step on laughs, and when you hear the bell, come out acting. Got that? Okay, Harold. Sure thing. Now, round one. Speed McFarland, middleweight champion of the world, and Spider, his trainer, are in Speed's apartment after a very convivial night. They're trying to do two things, recall what happened the night before, and get back into condition. They are failing miserably on both counts when the door opens and Ann Wesley walks in.
12: Hello, boys. I got good news. Gabby will be here any minute. He just got back in town, phoned me from the station. Ann,
11: you shouldn't bust in here like this.
12: Why, it's not a stag party, is it?
11: Hello, Ann.
12: Hello, Speed. Oh, my, my. Who gave you the pretty shiners, if I didn't know? Don't worry. It's only in three papers.
7: What three papers?
12: The morning, the afternoon, and the evening. (laughs) Take a gander at this headline. Speed McFarland, world's middleweight champion, knocked out by a truck driver in a street brawl.
7: What? Hey, they can't do that to me. Let me see that paper.
12: Who was the girl? Huh? You heard me, the babe, the filly, the mouse. Well, you see... Shut up,
8: shut
7: up. What does it
8: say in the papers? Well, it says in this one a guy named Burley Sullivan knocked you for a loop. Never heard of him. Don't worry, you will. Says his sister May works at the Harvest Moon Cafe. He was waiting to take her home when you breezed along with the same idea.
7: Well, where was you all this time?
8: Seems by the newspaper account I was right there. Says here I made a pass at him and landed right on top of you.
12: Aren't you boys getting too old to play in
8: the streets? Oh, hello, boss. Spidey, you're fired. What? Again?
7: Hello, Captain.
8: Shut up. Have you seen the morning papers? Any <laughs> uh, to laugh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now, now, wait a
8: minute, boss. The, the, the champions start nothing. No, and he didn't finish it either. How am I going to square this with the public?
12: Well, you might look up the truck driver and sign him up.
8: And get on to the lobby. Have you see any reporters there, stole them all.
12: Okay, Gabby, but find out who the girl was.
8: Goyle, what Goyal? Well, you see, boys, the champ wanted to go dancing. You're supposed to be his sparring partner, not his dancing partner.
7: And You see, Gabby, I wasn't expecting nothing. This guy come up from behind me. He was bigger than Joe Lewis with a terrific wallop. A guy can be taken by surprise. Yeah, like me when I seen in the papers that this spoily Sullivan, what he done to you. If I ever see that guy again, I'm going to take one crack at him if it's the last thing I do.
8: It probably will be. He knocked a call once. If he does it again, you're true. Come in.
11: Uh, pardon me. Is this Mr. McFarlane's apartment? Yeah. What's wrong, milkman? Ain't he paid his milk bill? Oh, I, I don't deliver milk here. Well, then scram, we got work to do. Well, I'm sorry, but I was worried about Mr. McFarlane. Say, who are you anyway? My name is Burley Sullivan. What? 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 It's a lie.
7: It ain't reasonable on the face
11: of it. So us. you're Burley Sullivan!
8: I thought you said he was bigger than Joe Lowe's with a terrific wallop.
11: Well, you see, I didn't knock Mr. McFarlane out. You didn't? No, sir. Uh, this other fellow did. Spider. Uh, now, wait a minute, champ. Now, uh, stay now. Spider.
8: Spider, get over there. Now, look, Mr. Sullivan. Take it nice and easy so we can all understand before
11: I go nuts and murder the travis. Well, you see, my specialty is ducking. When I was a little boy, I was very frail, and the other boys used to throw rocks at me. I either had to duck or get hit, and I got so nobody could hit me, even with their fists. I used to stand and let
8: them try. All right, all right, so you know how to duck. Now get the last night.
11: Well, you see, there was an argument about my sister, May. Now, I always take May home before I start delivering the milk. I didn't know these two gentlemen, and they kept insisting they were going to take May home. I tried arguing with them, and Mr. McFarlane struck at me. Naturally, I ducked. And then this other gentleman who must have been behind me, uh, he struck at the same time. And I suppose you're going to tell me they knocked each other out.
7: Yes, sir. Why, you lying little half-pint. Take off them glasses. Hold it, Spade. I won't hurt him. I just want to get a good look at him. Do you know who I am?
11: Of course I do. That's what makes it so wonderful. I've been struck at by the world's champion fighter, and I was able to duck. Oh, yeah? Well, you milkmaid you milkmaiden, Prince, try ducking this. Uh. Hey, duck again, and you knocked out the champ. Why don't you stand up, milkmaid, and fight like a man? All right, duck, this one.
8: Finder you duck! He ducked again, and oh, look what you done to me, Me yours, busting. <laughs> hey, 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 you you're real Ruben What is ain't supposed to be up here. Come on, now beat it. Holy mackerel, the champs out cold, Gabby's flat on his face, and
9: what do you know, guys, the milkman's done it again? <laughs>
10: And so, as the first act of the Milky Way ends, once again we find that Spider has knocked out the champion and the champion's manager. In other words, Burley is a grade A pest. And now here is Bob Williams to tell you what to do when you are confronted with one.
9: Well, folks, when you're posing for a snapshot and some wise guy sticks his head into the picture just at the last minute, don't snap his head off. Look at it this way. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Yes, sir, smokers. You're the picture of comfort and enjoyment when you're smoking a really fine cigarette. But only if that cigarette is not harsh or dry.
6: And so... Old golds, great tobaccos, are conditioned with a special moisture-protecting agent we call apple Honey. Made from the juice of fresh apples. This actually helps prevent cigarette dryness.
9: And moreover, Old Gold's unique blend of many fine tobaccos is enriched with rare imported Latakia tobacco to add flavor to your smoke. Extra flavor, plus extra special protection against cigarette dryness. That's Old Gold. So try a pack soon as you can. And remember, when little annoyances come your way, why be irritated? Light and Old Gold. And now back to Harold Lloyd in the second act of tonight's Old Gold Comedy Theater presentation, The Milky Way, starring Robert Walker, Jimmy Gleason, Eve Arden, and Matt Pendleton. All right, Mr. Lloyd.
10: Well, Burley Sullivan has pulled his David and Goliath stunt again. At least the newspapers give him credit for knocking out the world's champion, so it amounts to the same thing. The champ, his manager Gabby, and his sparring partner Spider are feeling pretty low when manager Gabby comes up with a brilliant idea. Just listen to it. Don't you get it? I'll build
8: him up with the new middleweight sensation. Gabby Sloan takes the eight-day winner under his wing. It's our only chance to save our rep. How do you know he can fight? Who cares? He'll win all his fights in the first round. How do you suppose I built you up? It's a natural. I build him up through the country with a line of setups, ups Then you take him out for the championship and we clean up.
7: It might work.
8: It's an
11: inspiration. Hey, you come here. Yeah, but but I don't want to be a fighter. Would you like to be drowned in a bad tub? Oh, that could never happen. I take showers. Never mind.
8: <laughs> You're a fighter. Put up your hands. Now, I'll bring your hands up like this. Now, make a fist. Don't wrap your fingers around your thumb. Gabby, Gabby, it can't be done. I'll make something out of him or kill him. Maybe if you could train them in secret for a while. That's it, Speed. We'll make it all very mysterious.
11: Nobody gets a pick at him until he's ready. Oh, I wish you folks would listen to me. I, I don't want to be a fighter, and I wish you'd let me out of here. My my horse is down there waiting for me. and he, he gets impatient. Hey, I'll bring him a box of oats and sell him that from you, personal.
12: Well, what a pleasant surprise. Everybody's still on their feet.
8: Hello, Aunt. Come on, you guys. Let's scram. What for? Never mind. You and Spider beat it. I'll be right out. No. Now, look, Ed... This boy's hard to handle. I figure if I a way with you, you can influence them to sign up with me.
12: I figure if I do, that'll cost you 500 fish.
8: Oh, it's a deal. Okay, boys, let's go.
12: Lovely view out that window, don't you think, Burley?
11: Huh? Oh, yeah. I was just looking at my horse down there. Oh, I love a man who loves horses.
12: You know, Burley, you have such hidden powers... Such latent strength. May I feel your muscles?
4: Yeah.
11: Well, not right now. I've got milk to deliver. Some other time, maybe.
4: (laughs) Oh,
12: forget the
11: dairy, Burley. You've got your career to think of. Career? As a fighter. Oh, that. Oh, I'm not going to be a fighter. My future is wrapped up in milk. Someday, I'm going to be promoted from grade A to homogenized.
4: (laughs) Burley, come here.
11: Put your arms around
12: me. But I don't know you. Don't be bashful. I'm just a woman.
11: Oh, I knew that.
12: (laughs) Put your arms around me like this. Oh, barely. You have such brute strength.
8: So that's the way it is. Yes, we we weren't doing anything. Don't blame it on the woman. But you can't get away with it, Sullivan. I had plans for you. Bigger than you ever dreamed of. And while I plan your future... What do you do? You steal the only thing I ever cared for. Who, me? Never mind. <laughs>
4: now, what, this, what
8: will your sister say? Oh, no. No, not that. You wouldn't tell me. On one condition. In you I see the culmination of all my hopes. Strip my heart, break my home, take my all, but sign with me and I'll forgive and forget. You forget what? What difference does it make? Sign right here. <laughs>
7: Gee, May, just think, if your brother hadn't knocked me out and if Gabby hadn't got the idea of making a fighter out of him, I'd have never met you.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And that was only three months ago. Oh, it seems like I've known you for years, Speed.
7: Yeah, me too. Likewise.
1: Oh, Speed, I'm so worried about Burley.
7: Why? Just on account of his first fight?
1: Well, yes, you know he was never cut out to be a fighter.
7: Listen, May, Burley's going to be all right. Gabby's got it all fixed. Look, Burley ducks three times, then tags the other guy on the chin. The other guy goes down, and Burley wins the fight.
1: Oh, but suppose it doesn't work out that way.
7: I tell you, Gabby and Spide have been rehearsing Burley on that routine for three months. But look, honey, look, how about you and me? After all these weeks we've been going steady, don't I begin to rate with you just a little bit?
1: Oh, but Speed, I've told you so many times, I'm just not your kind.
7: Oh, look, May. I tell you what I'll do. I'll do everything you ask me to. I'll, I'll ditch the gang. I'll go to your museums. I'll, I'll try the piano, even. I'll, I'll read a book. Look, I'll even go further than that. I'll let you save my money for me. I'm crazy about you, May. Honest, just crazy.
1: Oh, Speed. And I'm afraid I'm just silly enough to take a chance on you. Oh. <laughs> hey. Break and go to a neutral corner. Oh, oh, and what's happened? Is the fight over? I didn't wait to find out.
12: What gives here?
4: Oh, uh,
1: Speed and I are engaged. Oh, dandy. Gabby
12: will love that. The champ switching from road work to baby carriages.
8: <laughs> it's all over, folks. It's all over. Gabby, where's Burley? What happened? He'll be right up. He won in 22 seconds of the first round. A clean KO. And here he is, folks. That fighting milkman at
11: Pisces. Burley. Hello, sis. It was a great fight. But I won. Ooh, does the other guy look as bad as that? Well, it would have been over sooner, only I started to fight with my bathrobe on, and we had to start all over.
4: <laughs>
1: well, you get your clothes on, Burley. I'm going to take you home.
11: Take him home? Nothing.
8: Pack a suitcase, Burley. We're catching the 1145 for Pittsburgh. Who's going to Pittsburgh? We are. What for? You fight six rounds there Wednesday night with Killer Carnivan. I don't. It'll be a pushover. Burley, speak! be quick. Hey God, He's fainted.
9: Sullivan knocks out killer carnivore. Burley, Burley Sullivan wins first round in Madison Square Garden. Knockout in the hole for
1: Sullivan. Oh, it won't be fair, Speed. Gabby shouldn't have matched Burley and you. Well, you'll kill Burley, and he's my brother. And I I love you.
7: Don't worry, baby. He's had six fights already.
1: Oh, but all those fights were fixed.
7: I'll give him just one on the button. Painless, see? He won't feel a thing.
1: Speed McFarlane
11: the champ, huh? I'll take you in less than one round. Why, after our fight, it'll be Burley Sullivan, the champ, and Speed McFarland, chump.
7: Oh, yeah? <laughs> Maybe you don't know it, but Gabby, Spider, May, Ann, and me bet all our money on me. Come on, May. Let you and me go out for a walk.
12: Oh, Speed. You and May leaving?
7: Yeah. May and me is going out. We ain't had no road work today.
12: Well, have fun. Hello, Burley.
11: Oh, Ann, say... Uh, and have you read this magazine? Magazine? Yeah. Uh, read it, Anne.
12: Sullivan is a strange mixture of two personalities. His love for animals brings out the almost feminine tenderness of his peculiar nature, which becomes overridden by the killer instinct which is paramount in the ring. Hmm.
4: Uh, you
11: know, Ann, if, that, if that's true, I can't fight. I don't have to
12: read magazines to find that out. I don't want
11: to be a, a, a Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, who the heck are they? Don't you know about Jekyll and Hyde? Well, how should I? I ain't no baseball fan (laughs) It's the good and bad natures in men struggling If the bad gets on top, you just stay bad Well, your struggles are over Oh, I'm glad you see it that way, Ann I'll never fight again What? Huh? Say that again Well, it just came to me Suppose the killer instinct got the upper hand Why, I might go on killing one man after another in the ring I might even grow to hate animals, abuse them I won't do it I'm gonna fight this killer in me
12: I've always said reading doesn't get you anywhere
11: Oh, gee, boss, come in quick
12: Gabby, something's got Burley. He's slightly off the beam
10: Yeah, two guys named Heckle and Hyde have been talking to him
8: <laughs> They got him close, That's right, Gabby
11: My career has ended You'll understand, Gabby All I understand is that everybody's gone nuts Wish you wouldn't yell so hard I'll get my head off So no use trying to bully me I'll bully anyone I... Watch your blood pressure, Gabby You and Spider better get out
12: Let
8: Mama talk to him Come on, spider. We'll go to my room and get plastered. Yeah, that suits me right out of the crowd. I'll give you a ring. (laughs) If I'm still conscious, I'll answer it.
12: You know, Burley, I think the trouble is that none of us have understood
11: you. Yeah, but you understand me, don't you, Annie?
12: I hope so, Burley. You know, I think you're one of those strong characters who hide their power under a cloak of
11: sweetness. Uh I was a Sagittarius baby, you know.
12: I would have guessed.
11: That explains a lot. It does? Oh, yes. Sagittarius people are fighters. Maybe that explains the killer instinct. Ah, then you felt it. Well, no, not exactly. But remember what happened to Dr. Jekyll? As if it were yesterday. But
12: was he a Sagittarius? No, Burley. He was a Capricorn. Evil came before strength. He couldn't win. You can You really think so? Prove it to yourself. You mean
11: go on with the fight?
12: I mean step into that ring Monday night sure that your better side will assert itself. For you have a Leo behind you now. I have? Me, Burley. Gabby's never found it out, but I'm a Leo.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll never tell him.
12: Don't tell anybody. With the softening influence of Leo to guide you, the danger's gone. Sagittarius and Leo in the same ring... It almost overwhelms
11: me. Oh, me too, Ann. But don't let it. I'm myself again. You'll go through with the fight, Burley? I'll do it, Ann. I'll do it for you. Oh, good. What's that? Sounds like a dog. Oh, it's Maisie. The dog they gave me in Duluth. I know her voice. She needs me. Go to her, Burley. She understands, too. <laughs>
10: Well, Burley sure is supremely confident. After all, it's really difficult to overcome Sagittarius and Leo. Don't you think so, Bob?
9: Oh, I I beg your pardon, Harold. I was thinking...
10: Well, what are you looking so serious about?
9: Well, it's Sunday, isn't it? Yes. So it behooves me to give some advice on things that usually happen on Sunday.
10: Like, for instance?
9: Well, all right. Uh, Folks, suppose Junior has made a soldier hat with your favorite section of the Sunday paper before you've even read it. Don't make him stand in the corner all day, Pop. We always say...
6: Why be irritated? Light an old gold.
9: Yes, smokers, an old gold is always good news, thanks to its swell extra flavor, plus its special protection against cigarette dryness. And here's why.
6: You see, old gold's grand blend of fine tobaccos, with its touch of costly, extra-fragrant Latakia tobacco, is specially conditioned with apple honey to help retain the natural moisture, to help prevent cigarette dryness. So, for a better, keener, tastier smoke... Light an old gold.
9: But friends, please remember, even though we're producing all cigarettes possible without sacrificing any of old gold's quality, the men and women in our armed forces get first consideration. However, we're doing our utmost to assure fair distribution of all remaining old golds. So, if you must be content with substitute brands today, be content to know that tomorrow, if you ask, your dealer may have old golds. And now back to the third act of tonight's Old Gold Comedy Theater presentation, The Milky Way, starring Robert Walker, Jimmy Gleason, Eve Arden, and Matt Pendleton. All right, Mr. Lloyd.
10: Well, it's the night of the big championship fight. They've all bet their last dime on Speed McFarland, the champion. Gabby and Spider are in Speed's corner. Ann and May are at the ringside. The main event is about to start.
9: And the fight is on. The champion comes out like a tiger. He's right on top of Sullivan. The chaplets go with the vicious left at the chin. Sullivan ducks. For just a moment, folks. The crowd's in an uproar. Everybody's on his feet. I can't see a thing. I'm not sure, folks, but I think the fight is all over. Yes, it is over. It's a knockout. Ladies and gentlemen, Speed McFarland was knocked out in just 16 seconds of the first round. We have a new middleweight champion of the world. Barry
4: Sullivan.
0: But it must have happened, Speed. It
8: says the same in all the morning papers. You want to hear what Grant Rice says?
7: No, no, I, I don't give a hoop what anybody says. Well, some of them says there ought to be a out.
1: Mind if I come in? Hello, Speed.
7: Hello, May.
1: How do you feel, darling?
7: Well, pretty awful, I guess.
1: Have you seen Burley? No one's seen him since the fight, and I've got to find him.
7: Oh, don't worry, honey. He'll turn up.
1: Oh, it, it may be too late, Speed. I've got to tell you something, but I can't until I've talked to Burley.
7: There's one thing I want you to tell me right now. Are you and me all washed up after last night?
1: Oh, you shouldn't say that, Speed. Well, I love you more than I ever did.
7: Gee, that cheers a guy up. Kiss me, honey.
8: That's right. Go on with your own selfish pleasures. <laughs> Never mind what happens to me.
4: <clears throat>
8: <clears throat> Who is it? Oh. What happens to you? Yes, what happens to me? Hey, ask me. Am I the. We're all dead broke, and am I all right? That's
7: all I want. Oh.
1: Hmm. Anne, have you seen Burley?
7: Come in.
11: It's me, Burley, the new champ.
12: Hello, everybody. Hello, Lammy Pie. Oh, Burley,
7: where have you been?
11: Attending to business. I haven't been to bed yet. How are you, Speed?
7: Oh, I'm all right, thanks.
11: I've almost recovered from the fight, too. You have? What happened to you? Well, just as we start fighting, Speed starts making a a haymaker. I duck. Speed misses. Then I straighten up and my head hits Speed full on the jaw. That's when I bit my tongue, and, gee, it hurts, too.
1: Bernie, I simply must know, what did you do with that
11: money? Oh, that. Oh, you're going to be surprised. What money? Yeah, well, you see, Speed, May and I have always had a joint bank account. Oh, when you gave her all that money to save, she put it in our account. Speed, did you give her your dough?
1: Well, he gave me $12,000 to save for our wedding. That's what I had to tell you, Speed. When I went to draw the money out yesterday to bet on you, it was gone.
7: You mean the whole $12,000 bucks?
1: Burley, do you know anything about that money? Yeah, May. I drew it out. Well, where is it? I bet it. What? What?
11: Well, you see, after Anne explained it all to me, you know, about Sagittarius and Leo, I drew the twelve thousand bucks out of the bank and bet it on myself. And I won. What, what, what? You better than yourself? What time was this? Just before the fight. The odds then was four to one against you. Hey,
8: we got 48 grand. We'll run it up to 50. It looks like speed's dough, Gabby. So put your chisel
11: back in the toolbox. <laughs> don't be an end break. Now, look, here's the Leo. I don't want to interrupt, but maybe I'd better say something. <clears throat> I invested all the money. You what? what? Bernie, how could you? Oh, there's millions in it. May we'll be rich. Like Anne says, Sagittarius and Leo are the money stars. And you and your constellations. Well, can I help it if he bought the Milky Way? That's it, Ann. You've hit it. Huh? That's what we'll call it. The Milky Way. That's a great name for the dairy. Dairy? What dairy? The one I used to work for. <laughs> I bought it this morning. Hey! Wait a minute. There's an angle
8: there. I want to get out of the fight racket. We'll sell milk. Speed, get the reporters on the phone. Gabby Sloan's milk will be plastered on every front page in the country. Not Gabby Sloan's milk. Burley Sullivan's milk. Eh, what difference does it make? Whose milk it is? Some people prefer cows.
4: <laughs> what say,
8: What's the output of this dairy?
11: A thousand gallons a day.
8: We'll cut the milk and make it two thousand.
11: Why, oh, the milk business is a swell investment. I understand it's good for a long pull. Spade, you and
12: Mike can get married now and work in a dairy.
4: <laughs> well,
12: I have plans, too, for Burley and me. We're going to get married.
11: Oh gosh! And maybe in a year or two, we'll have a little son. And I've got a wonderful name picked out for him too. Just think, Anne. Leo Sagittarius
4: Sullivan. <laughs>
10: This is Harold Lloyd Robert Walker Jimmy Grayson Eve
7: Arden and Nat Pendleton
10: saying goodnight to you for Old Gold and I hope that you'll be with us again next Sunday when the Old Gold Comedy Theater presents Dick Haynes and Betty Rhodes in You Can't Ration Love See you then <laughs>
2: excellent stuff that was nat pendleton eve arden robert walker james gleason and harold lloyd in the milky way for the old gold comedy hour Thank you so much for joining me this time. Don't forget to run off and seek out the three movies I told you about today. If you aren't yet, then do sign up as a patron and you'll have instant access to them and hundreds more as part of my classic movie library. You'll also get over a hundred bonus versions of this podcast and access to the entire Secret History of Hollywood Archive. Just go to patreon.com slash attaboysecrets or follow the link in the show notes of this episode. Until next time, though, thanks for listening. Take splendid care of yourselves and those you love. And bye for now. Wrestling! If you'd like to support this show, you can do so by going to www.attaboyclarence.com and clicking on the Patreon banner. Pledges start from as little as $1 a month, and in return you'll receive exclusive emails, bonus episodes, previews and eBooks. and every dollar pledged goes towards making these shows better and more frequent. Go to www.attaboyclarence.com or click the link in the show notes now to become a patron. Thank you.